Jamel Charlo versus Tony Harrison, part two, fight prediction, dun dun dun, hey guys, Fight Junkie here, as usual, before we jump into this next episode, I want to remind you guys, you can hit me up on Twitter, at FightJunkie.com, listen to me on Spotify, Anchor, Google, Apple, basically anywhere you can find a podcast, I'll be there, you can also subscribe to the YouTube channel, YouTube.com slash fight junkie 2006 Jermel charlo 31 wins one loss of those 31 wins 15 come inside the distance tony harrison 28 wins two losses of his 28 wins 21 are inside of his two losses both have been inside the distance we only have straight bets so i can just tell you charlo is the favorite minus 225 Harrison is the underdog, plus 185. Obviously, I said part two. This is a rematch of the first fight where Harrison not only took Charlo's undefeated record, he took his title as well. First thing we got to get out of the way is the biased, 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 extremely biased. Did I say biased? Commentary that was going on during that fight on PBC. It was atrocious. They were riding all over Jermel, giving Harrison very little credit for what he was doing. And in the end, they perpetrated this idea that Charlo was somehow robbed and Harrison was undeserving of the win in the title. I think that's part of the reason that you see money coming in and on Charlo as well, because the books only opened him at minus 160 and the public is pushing him to minus 225. And on the opposite side, Harrison only opened as a plus 130 underdog, and he's now sitting at plus 185. So I think if the public didn't pay attention and watch that fight with the channel muted, then they were persuaded by the commentary. I've said this before about PBC, especially Joe Goosen. I mean, these guys are off the wall biased. They don't come as close as to the UK broadcaster announcers. Those Those guys outright tell you that they're cheering for whatever fighter, normally the British fighter, and they don't make any bones about it, and half the time their scorecards are stanky, but PBC is right up there, especially Goosen. I I don't like his commentary whatsoever, but I don't think that fight was anywhere near what they portrayed it to be. I saw Charlo being very tentative, trying to outbox Tony Harrison, and he was getting picked apart. I will say that again. He was getting picked apart on the outside by Harrison's jab. Now, when Charlo pressed the action, he did a little bit better. But the thing that people neglected to tell you was Harrison was cracking him with counter right hands. There's a reason that Charlo sat on the outside, even though he was eating jabs all night long and didn't go ape shit crazy trying to knock out Tony Harrison. It's because every time that he opened up, Harrison was looking for a counter. Even when he missed the counter, he was looking for the counter, specifically the counter right hand. Over and over and over again, this fight played out at the distance that Tony Harrison wanted it to and at the pace Tony Harrison wanted it to. And if you're going to give Tony Harrison the space and the pace that he wants, he's going to be very, very difficult to beat because normally... To beat Harrison, you have to break him down mentally and physically. Go look at his losses. Yeah, he's been stopped twice. Look how he's been stopped. 
You have to put pressure on him. You have to break him down. Of course, his chinny chin chin can be questioned being stopped in both of his losses. But I contend he's being broken down mentally and physically. And that's the way you beat him. It's going to be very, very difficult for Charlo. Even in the rematch to stay on the outside and beat Tony Harrison. He just doesn't have the defense nor the offense on the outside to outbox Tony Harrison. Harrison showed a perfect game plan. He showed very disciplined, fast hands, and a jab that Charlo could not get away with uh, away from. In fact, Harrison basically won that fight, the majority of it, with just the jab. The counters were there, but he basically waited for Charlo to open up before he threw the counter. There were times where he threw a nice three-piece or he threw a one-two, but he knew he could control Charlo on the outside with the jab, and then that forced Charlo to get more aggressive or over-aggressive in spots, and then Harrison was looking to time him with the right hand. He even stunned Charlo with that type of game plan where he walked Charlo into a 1-2, and the right hand from Tony Harrison has thump, man. You can't discount his power. He has 21 KOs and, and 28 wins. I mean, he can punch, and I think that that's one of the reasons Charlo was hesitant is because every time he tried, he knew there was a right-hand counter waiting for him. Every time he took that step forward and said, you know what, I'm going to get past this jab and I'm going to do something, Harrison was going, okay, I've laid the trap. This is what I want you to do. I want you to come in a little more aggressive than what you normally would, and I'm going to hit you with the right hand. And if you decide to play this game on the outside where you want to trade jabs and you want to try to make your feints and, and move in uh, uh, with behind the jab, I'll play that all day because all he was doing was jabbing and moving. And every time he moved, Charlo had to reset. So I don't think Charlo can outbox Tony Harrison. I don't think he's the better outside boxer. Even the hand speed looked look pretty much in favor of Harrison there. I mean, when, when he threw, they were pretty fast combinations. But more than anything, he just couldn't miss with the jab. So if Charlo wants to win this fight, he's going to have to switch it up. He's going to have to be more aggressive than he was in the first fight. Now, there's dangers there. Yes, there's reward, but there's dangers there. One, you got to be mentally ready to go through that. You got to be mentally ready to eat the jab, know the right hand counter is coming, either take that or somehow defend that, and then launch your own attack. And Tony Harrison isn't standing there stationary for Charlo once he gets inside. A lot of the times when Charlo. Uh, came inside it was the jab right hand and then he would spin off and Charlo had to reset Harrison's subtle footwork was really good in this fight that made Charlo reset his attack over and over and over again that's why you didn't see Charlo throwing four five six seven pieces on him he just couldn't do it Harrison wasn't there so Charlo had to take um opportunities where he could get them and that's why you saw a lot of the times he was throwing these loopy shots from the outside because he was trying to hit Harrison in the same distance that Harrison wanted to be in and it didn't work because Harrison knows that distance and all he did was throw up the muffs he simply went to muff guard and the looping shots from Charlo on the outside were just bouncing off his gloves the way you really get to Tony is you got to crowd him you got to get up in his grill because he doesn't fight in that distance very well. He fights much better in his arm length of distance. And he'll try to take a step back even to create distance and counter. That's what he was doing with Charlo. 
Charlo would somehow get past the jab. Or a lot of times he just ate it. And he would take that step forward. Tony would take the step back and immediately launch the right hand. Hoping that Charlo was going to be over aggressive and come in a little bit wild. A little bit harder than what he normally would. And he would get caught with the right hand. It worked a few times. But his power is significant enough that Charlo doesn't just want to go balls to the wall. So when you look at this line, I think the books probably had it right from the beginning. Maybe you open Charlo as a slight, slight favorite based off name recognition. And the idea that somehow Harrison won was a fluke or it was a robbery or whatever. I think they're playing more to the public. Than the pros, to be honest with you, because if you watch that fight, Harrison legitimately won that fight. And in all honesty, on the outside, in my opinion, it really wasn't a contest. Again, it's up there. Go watch it. Turn the turn the damn mute. You got You can't listen to the commentary. Watch it for what it is, and you're gonna see Harrison popping Charlo all night long with the jab and throwing right hand counters. There's a reason that Charlo stood on the outside and got outboxed. It's because the Harrison jab made him reset. And then every time he just bypassed that and just went forward, he got hit with a counter right hand. The the threat of Tony Harrison's right hand and his power was enough to make Charlo defensive. Now, People are going to go right back to this old same garbage that we always talk about. Charlo pressed the pace. Charlo was the one going forward. And I say it over and over and over again. People have to get out of this archaic mindset that if you take steps forward, you're automatically winning the boxing match. It is effective aggressiveness. I say this all the time. It is not aggressiveness. It is effective aggressiveness if charlo is walking forward eating the jabs like tic tacs he is not winning the round it's simple he is producing no effective offense whatsoever tony harrison is controlling the round by using the jab using his footwork that is effective boxing those are scoring shots So this idea that because Charlo walked forward all night and got punched in the face, he won the fight is ridiculous. And that's why we go back to the commentators. They should be ashamed of themselves for for using that kind of uh, pro boxing scoring model of, well, Charlo's making the fight. Charlo's pressing forward as you all up his grill over and over and over again, round after round after round. There were times where Tony Harrison stopped him literally dead in his tracks with the lead hand, the jab. Pop! Charlo stops. Pop! Charlo stops. Go back. Watch it. I ain't spitting some nonsense. Tony Harrison controlled that fight with the jab. His power is a big enough threat. He landed it enough on Charlo that Charlo was tentative about just going, I'm going to have to do whatever I have to do, but I got to get inside. He didn't want to do it. In the rematch, I think he has to do it. In my opinion, to beat Tony Harrison and take his title back and claim that he really won the first fight, which I don't care if he knocks Harrison out in 30 seconds, he didn't win the first fight. But to go down that route, he's going to have to be willing to take those punches and maybe be knocked out himself to get to Tony Harrison. 
He's going to have to be willing to walk through the fire, to walk through the hell, to close the distance, to make Tony Harrison fight at a pace he's not comfortable and mentally and physically break him down. He's going to have to do that because if he stands on the outside, I just didn't see anything in that first fight that tells me he's going to be able to deal with the Tony Harrison jab. Even his counter punches that he was trying from the outside, they were more looping shots and Harrison saw them a mile away and like I said, he just put up the muff guard. Charlo is going to have to switch it up. He's going to have to fight out of himself. He's going to have to be mentally prepared to know that he's in a fight, that he's going to have to take damage and like I said, the potential to get dropped, hurt, or knocked out to beat Tony Harrison because... Unless he pulls a rabbit out of his hat and somehow can beat Harrison on the outside, he's going to have to walk Harrison down effectively. Not like he did the first fight where it appears you're doing something, but really all you're doing is eating punches. His offense is almost non-existent. The punches he does throw were easily boxed. When he did close the distance, Harrison would counter, like I said, with the right hand or attempt to counter and then spin off or hold him. A lot of the times he just spun off. He didn't even hold him. He would get pinned up against the ropes. He'd put the muff guard up. Chuller would throw a looping shot, mainly a right hand. He would block it, he would spin off, go right back to the jab, and Charlo would have to reset. And people were giving credit to Charlo in those instances and not Tony Harrison. It's mind-boggling. Even the damn unofficial scorecard guy, whoever the hell that was on the PBC, was off his rocker. It's like they're in this little clique all together, riding the Charlo train because he had that fight with her that was a mandatory, I believe at that time, uh, coming up. And obviously, Charlo was the A-side. Nobody thought Harrison was going to be able to beat him. In fact, the odds, I believe, had Harrison losing by stoppage. So everybody had to ride the Charlo train and say, these guys, you know, they were going to beat Triple G and Canelo. So this this couldn't happen. This was not supposed to happen. And people were pissed that it was happening. And so they were giving Charlo every single damn benefit of the doubt during the fight. And even the people that did that, I still think they had Charlo like winning by a round or two or maybe a draw. And and like I said, that's giving him every single benefit of the doubt and closing your eyes like Stevie Wonder when Tony Harrison is landing. Go back and watch the fight without the commentary, then watch it with the commentary. Tony Harrison is doing amazing work and they're dogging him talking about how Charlo's so effective when it's Charlo eating punches. So I wasn't impressed with Charlo, but I was more impressed with Tony Harrison because He made Charlo fight that way. There's no way in the world that Charlo wouldn't have closed the distance on him and let his punches go in combinations, especially knowing that A, he was a big favorite, uh, B, he had a huge fight with Hurd coming up, and um, C, Tony Harrison had been stopped in both of his losses. Why didn't Charlo just walk right through him? Why didn't he just go, screw this, I'm going to close the distance, I'm going to pin you up against the ropes, and I'm going to knock you out? There's a reason. Because there were severe obstacles that he was facing every step of the way to get there. And when he did get there, and the few instances that he did get there, Tony Tony Harrison said, well, here's a little two-piece for your trouble, and I'll see you later. As he backed around, jabbed out, and Charlo was looking at him like, oh, we got to do this again. So this is a tough, tough fight for Charlo. Don't believe the bullshit commentary in the first fight. 
I encourage all of you to go back and watch this fight. The full fights are up there. Don't watch your highlights. Watch the full fight and see if you see what I see with Tony Harrison basically controlling him with one hand. And of course, the right hand is a powerful tool for, tool for Tony, but he was using it as a counterpunch, not as an offensive lead. That's the thing. That, that That's the thing here. He didn't have to open up on Charlo on the outside. The jab alone prevented Charlo from getting any offense, significant offense, together on the outside. He didn't have to open up and worry about Charlo countering his right hand. He simply controlled him with the left hand. And as soon as he got Charlo in a position where Charlo was sick of eating jabs and decided to open up his offense a little bit more, there came the right hand. It was a beautiful game plan because we all know Tony Harrison can be hurt, can be dropped, he can be stopped, even in fights he's winning. So mentally, he has to be there. And this fight, mentally he was there because he was able to fight at that distance and the pace that he wanted to. When he wanted to just jab Charlo, he was safe. He wasn't going crazy with the stamina. He wasn't throwing a whole bunch of uh, combination punches that allowed him to be countered and hurt and dropped. None of that. He was safe doing what he was doing because the offense coming back at him was so minimal. When Charlo finally did close the distance, he kept a very tight muff defense. He didn't look for more than one or two counter punches. He basically looked for the right hand counter, went right back immediately to his muff guard, and then spun out so Charlo had to reset. This was very, very smart, especially in a guy who mentally and physically can be broken down later in fights. He didn't need to take too many extra chances that could potentially get him countered and hurt so he did what he needed to do and that was effective enough so he only basically needs the jab hand on the outside and the counter right hand when charlo gets close charlo has to switch it up and swarm him and get inside where he forces Harrison to either a try to keep him off of him and throw more punches which will allow uh, counter opportunities for Charlo or overwhelm him with punches where Harrison completely goes defensive and throws nothing back. But either way, both of those scenarios are inside. Like I said, is it possible Harrison gets caught on the outside with a looping shot? I mean, I guess it is. It's boxing. Anything can happen. But with the way that Charlo loops those shots from the outside and the way that Harrison is able to control him and make him tentative with the jab, it's very, very unlikely. It's possible, but I don't know if it's probable that Charlo would be able to just catch him with a haymaker that he didn't see from the outside. Because a lot of times Harrison didn't just stand flat-footed in front of Charlo and jab. He would jab and then move. It was either side to side or he was taking a step back. So again, that always made Charlo reset. So even if Charlo was looking to land the right hand, a lot of times it was easy for Harrison to see it because he wasn't in the exact same position as when Charlo threw it. If Charlo threw it and he was backing out, he made sure he had very, very good muff defense and he backed out with his hand. Hands up. The same thing he did against the ropes. When Charlo was able to close the distance on him and they were up against the ropes and he was going to spin out, after he threw his counter right hand, his hands immediately went back up to muff style 
And he had those things glued to his face as he spun out. And as soon as he spun out, he went right back to the jab. So Charlo didn't have an opportunity to immediately launch an attack off of his spin. This is very, very technical stuff that he did. And Charlo, in my opinion, just simply didn't have an answer. He didn't have an answer for the jab. And the power right hand was so much for him from Tony that he was tentative and didn't want to just lay it all out on the line. So in the end, he lost his undefeated record and he lost his title. How does he get it back? Well, I told you, I think he's really got to put nose to the grindstone and he's got to grind this out. He's got to grind Tony Harrison down. Charlo on, on paper is not that big of a puncher, guys. He's only got 15 KOs and 31 wins. He didn't really seem to bother Tony Harrison too much with what he was throwing. But then again, he really never hit Tony Harrison clean on the button where you would go, whoa, like that should have taken him out or whoa, he should have went down from that. Tony Harrison did very good offensively and defensively against Charlo. So you could even question, does Charlo really have enough to put Tony Harrison down and out. I'm going to say probably he does. Simply because like I said. If you get to Tony. If you make him fight at a pace he doesn't like. You can physically and more importantly mentally start to break him down. That's why you've seen him in fights where he's winning. And then he hits that wall. He didn't hit that wall this time. Because Charlo didn't force him into it. You have to force him into it. You can't allow him to fight at his own pace. For Tony Harrison. Obviously, game plan A worked. Do not do anything different. We've seen that with other fighters before. They win the first fight and they get all up in their head and start overthinking things and they switch their style. Sometimes even their stances, it's ridiculous. And then they struggle or lose the rematch. He doesn't need to do any of that. You need to do exactly what you did in the first fight and force Charlo to make adjustments, not you. Because regardless of what the commentators think, you won that fight legitimately. You took his O and you took his title legitimately. So make him find an answer. Don't come out there and start throwing more combination punches because of the bad blood before the fight and then after the fight and the disrespect that Charlo showed after the fight in his interviews. Don't let any of that get to you. Just stick behind that one-two and that counter and that movement and force Charlo to show everybody that he has another wrinkle to the game, that he can add something, that he can problem solve, that he can figure out a way to get past the jab on the outside and do work, find a way to pin Tony Harrison on the inside and do it consistently. If he can't do that, here's loss number two, baby. Now, as far as the props and the odds and all of this go, we we got nothing. It's crazy. Two days before the fight. Oh, by the way, this is a Thursday fight. So if you haven't get your bets in, you better get them. But it's a it's a Thursday fight. Two days before the fight, we got straight lines. So we can't really get into much. The only thing I could tell you is on paper, Charlo would probably have to stop him, but. But, and here's the big but, the fight's in Vegas, but you get shitty decisions everywhere, but I'm afraid that the perception that these damn commentators gave in the first fight is going to stick to these judges in the second fight, and they're going to give them every single benefit of the doubt again, and a Charlo decision 
isn't out of the realm of possibility. As much as I look at this fight and say, man, Charla has to get inside, has to do some damage, has to mentally and physically break him down and get a stoppage to win because I don't think he's the more talented, skilled fighter on the outside. And Harrison's jab right hand presents a lot of problems for Charlo, especially when you're talking about a scorecard type of fight. Listen, go back and watch that first fight. You couldn't get a much better fight from Tony Harrison. And they were still saying that Charlo won. So that, but we talk about this guy. Boxing can be shady. This is a serious, serious problem. If you're betting this fight, is that Charlo could get an undeserved decision. I don't believe Harrison got an undeserved decision. I believe he earned that. And I think if he fights and beats Charlo again, especially on the cards, it's going to be deserved. Because I don't think anybody is giving Tony Harrison anything. I think he has to work every single second and do what he did in the first fight to win. So on paper, I'm looking at this. When I cap it, I would say, yeah, Charlo's got to do these things to win the fight. But because of that perception and how shady boxing is, and you never know with the three blind mice... You could make a case that Charlo could do the exact same thing. Maybe Harrison doesn't do as well as he did in the first fight. And they give Charlo a close or who knows wide decision win. When it'll be opposite where we're going Tony Harrison got robbed. So as far as betting goes it's dangerous I think to take Charlo on a side here. You probably will have to play him straight. If you believe that he could get some type of gift decision. Because... Like I said, when looking at this fight in cabinet, I just don't believe he has the style to legitimately beat Tony Harrison on points unless something seriously changed about him, unless he, he added something new to the mix or was dropping Tony, Tony left and right. I mean, and if that was the case, he probably would stop him anyway. So, and as far as Tony goes, I mean, he does bring some power. I do believe he was able to hurt Charlo a time or two in that fight. He certainly has enough power to get the respect of Charlo. I believe that's how he won the fight. That and the jab, mainly the jab. But the power is enough that Charlo's not just going to be willing to smile and walk through it over and over again. So that is a threat. But probably Tony has to do what he did, not take a lot of chances be smart use the jab use the right hand when you have to use the right hand and look to throw power on it you're not going to pity pat it you're going to look to try to put charlo down and out but don't get overly excited don't get overly aggressive stick behind the jab the counter right hand use the muff defense and don't look for three four five six punch combinations you don't need them keep turning them Keep resetting him. Make him find a way to beat you. That's it for this episode of Fight Junkie. I will sock it to you tomorrow, baby. Fight Junkie out.